Hey, welcome to the Weekly Musings. We're back again. It's Monday the 5th of September. How are you? I hope all is well. This week I wanted to talk about things that really push my buttons in the spiritual industry. And I'm doing this in the hope that it might push some of your buttons too. And that it might trigger you to leave an honest comment and response. Because I think it's really important that we discuss some of these things. And these are just my opinions. You know, they're not set in stone. This is just things that irritate me about the industry that I work in. Thanks so much to everyone who left comments about the imposter syndrome musings from last week. Um, It was interesting. Some people came to me privately and some people left comments um, on the Facebook group. It's interesting to see how we've all experienced that at some time. And that that disconnection between our personal life and our professional life or our outward persona can lead to those feelings of imposter syndrome. So if you haven't caught that one, feel free to check that one out. It was um, last week's on Bank Holiday Monday. But this week, um, you know, I wanted to talk about um, the spiritual industry and some of the things that really, really do wind me up and push my buttons. So the first thing that I want to talk about, there's there's maybe two or three things. First thing, the term light worker. I personally don't resonate with this term light worker. Now don't get me wrong, I absolutely love, love the fact that more and more people are turning on their lights, more and more people are working in the industry, more and more people are embracing their light and trying to live in the light that's great it's just the term light worker um and i think for me it's because i've encountered so many people who use the term but whose energy feels so off to me you know that they talk it's it's all i'm not tarring everyone with the same brush here okay so But if this triggers you, if this activates you in some way, then maybe there's something to look at. Maybe there's a a reason why it triggers you. So I want you to kind of take a look at this with full honesty. Um, With full honesty and with integrity to try and see, are you being triggered because there's an element of truth in this? Or is it simply that you think I'm crazy and you hate me? (laughs) whatever whatever you want I mean you can't be liked by everybody so I'm not trying to be liked I'm not trying to provoke a reaction but I do think it's important that we discuss some of these things to polarize opinion so in my opinion the term light worker sometimes the people who have come to me with that that phrase they're talking about being all love and light and fluffy rainbows and being zen all the time and painting a picture of this, you know, all you have to do is live in the light and you'll have a happy, carefree, zen life. What utter bullshit. Because real healing's messy. It's difficult. It takes radical honesty and deep reflection and introspection both from you 
and whoever you choose as your spiritual mentor or guide along the way. That's why if you are going to work with someone, it's important that you choose someone who doesn't just operate from this place of solely living in the light. It's important that you find someone who isn't afraid to face their shadow, someone who's been through the dark. And some of the best spiritual teachers out there have been. And you can tell, you can tell the difference. You can tell the difference. Because if you're solely living in the light and just always in the love light and rainbows and fluffy bunnies, then you're only scraping the surface of your true healing potential. And as I said, I've, I've encountered so many people over all the years. This is a term, lightworkers is a term that's been going along for lots and lots of years, decades. And when I, I first encountered it, I think about 20 years ago. And it always felt off to me. It something just didn't sit right with me. It just didn't feel right in the energy. Um, and I think it was because of that disconnect that we talked about last week in the imposter syndrome. I think it's because... Quite often, it's such an emphasis on the light and there's no acceptance of the dark. It's like the dark is nearly shunned and pushed away. But that leads to so many more problems because the light and the dark are both needed. In fact, it's often in the darkness that we find our true strength. When you face adversity, it's sometimes when you find the strength to dig really deep and make changes. And then it's that strength that enables your light to shine. I mean, if nothing, if nothing ever went wrong, you'd never make any changes, right? You know, humans fear change. We'll happily sit in our little comfort zone, in our little bubble, until something comes along to shift us out of our quiet reverie and just, you know, loving our life. Something will come along and shift us. So what are your thoughts on this? Let me know. You know, are you are you a person who is terrified of even considering looking into the darkness because you're frightened of what might be there or you think it'll open a portal to hell and unleash the demons? Or, you know, have you been brainwashed into thinking it's a scary place that you can't ever look because then you'll not be spiritual if you're living, looking in the darkness? Or are you more balanced and have an understanding that both are needed, light and dark? Let me know. Here's another problem I see in the spiritual industry all the time. And this one, this one really pushes my buttons a wee bit more so even than the last one. And it's, there are too many teachers and courses out there that do not offer enough follow-up and support and guidance for the students that they teach. People go to these classes for three hours on a Saturday afternoon and are given tools that potentially can change their life and they're set free into the world with no idea how to use them. In fact, I had a couple of um, people come to me in the last fortnight who had who had been to a teacher with, for professional Reiki training but it lasted simply three hours for level one and three hours for level two. 
and I was totally gobsmacked at how with just simply six hours of training you could put however could you be a professional let alone how could you even understand the very nature of the deep healing and transformation that Reiki can offer not to mention the multitude <laughs> the multitude of online courses out there the 29 pounds Udemy courses the 1999 courses that will get you the promise of being a Reiki master in a weekend simply through reading some material online so you know there's a shocking amount of those and we're not just talking Reiki it's all all sorts of um, industries but Reiki would be my personal um, bugbear on this because I am a Reiki teacher you know but even longer courses, even even people that are offering longer courses, sometimes there's no follow up, there's no guidance, there's no community support afterwards. And that's why I personally choose to operate differently, that I offer community support. I've built the Reiki solution to provide that structured and ongoing Reiki support for people so that they can uh, build their skills, feel confident and have a safe place where they can practice and learn together. And I think it's really important that potentially regulation comes into play. I know that the um, professional bodies that I'm registered with and the CNHC who I'm regulated with, they are very much trying to push high quality accredited training. And I think that's why it's so important that you look for that. But make sure when you're looking for courses that there's follow up and that there's support and that there's options for you, that you can join communities or that you can have some access to your teacher um, afterwards. I could probably go on about this one for hours, but I simply won't. I simply won't because I know your time's valuable and so's mine. One last thing that pushes my buttons in the spiritual industry is this constant talk of raising your vibrations, being high vibe all the time. It's almost like there's a fear of ever facing a negative emotion. There's always a fear of even so much as expressing that something doesn't feel right because then you'll be low vibe. Drives me nuts. Drives me absolutely nuts. Um, and it also drives me nuts that there's this, this constant focus of pushing upwards into higher dimensional realities, of constantly striving to reach 5D, 6D, 7D, all these different dimensional awarenesses, when you haven't even mastered this one. Because that's why we're all here, to master this one. This is a physical world. It's a three-dimensional structure. We have to live within the confines of it. Yes, absolutely. There's more to life. Absolutely, there's more to life. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. So we are naturally, intrinsically aware of the higher dimensional frequencies. But we're here to experience this earth walk. And the problem I have is that people rush to expand their upper chakras. They're opening up their, th all they want to do is open their third eye. They want to connect to the wisdom of the universe. And they push and push and push themselves until they completely fracture their reality and then end up suffering for severe mental health issues because they, they haven't grounded. They've never worked on the lower chakras. They've never built that energy because the higher you go, the deeper you have to dig. So every time you have a healing, you need to dig a little bit deeper. 
and build a little higher and dig a little deeper and reach a little further. Every time you unveil a deeper layer of understanding of yourself, you dig deeper again. That's why the healing always comes around in cycles. You may notice you think you've dealt with something and then you get a deeper layer of understanding and a deeper layer like a big onion. But there's just so many people out there looking for a quick fix. Thinking if only I can just, you know, develop my intuition like that and I can open my third eye and I can find all the answers, then I'll be happy. Looking for a quick fix and a magic wand. Instead of digging deep and learning what makes you tick and learning how to find the happiness every day. And there's just simply too many people out in that spiritual industry who are promising the quick fixes and the magic wands. And that pushes my buttons. Because as a spiritual teacher and mentor, I personally feel responsible for providing a safe place for you to explore that where you can heal you. I simply hold the space for you. I don't do it for you. I don't offer a quick fix. I provide you with the tools and the benefit of my experience. I'll not tell you how to do it. I'll not tell you what you have to do or what you should do because this is your path. Only you can fix you. But a good spiritual teacher and mentor will hold the space for you and provide you with the tools and techniques and expertise and a community to help you along the way. So, share your thoughts. Okay, has anything in this week's musings triggered you? Is there anything that's pushed a button? Anything that's made you perhaps need to question yourself? And there's nothing wrong with questioning ourselves. We have to all the time. I do it all the time. You constantly have to evolve and change and grow. So leave me a comment. Let's get this conversation started. And I look forward to seeing all your comments and reading and seeing the conversations that you spark up between each other. Remember, be kind, be courteous. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I'll speak to you again next week.